0: Welcome, everybody, to an episode of The Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my boy, Jordan, here. And oh, yeah. We're doing Warbreaker, chapters 13 through 19 today. 18. So, 19. 19, 18. yeah. Um, I, I mean, again, me and Jordan were texting back and forth, and we we're like, this like, this is good. Like, it, it, it has grabbed my attention way faster than I was interested just I, I like it a lot better than Elantris. especially um, now that we get to see some more of the magic system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it the magic system I like, but it's still like Mistborn is still holding the crown for the best magic system for me. Just how, agreed. That one felt like science. That one felt very real. Hmm. But yeah. Um. So chapter thirteen. Um. Viviana is discussing with the bounty hunters Denth and Tonkfa. Fa. <laughs> yeah, and um, I like these guys. Uh, they're they're yep. fun characters. They at first I thought they were kind of dumb, but then you know, as you keep reading, I'm like, okay, they're, they're not dumb. Like they're, they're sarcastic. Carefree. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah. So um, she's and I like this chapter a lot because Viviana was talking to the bounty hunters and uh, finds out that Lemix was embezzling money. Right to buy breaths for himself. Mm-hmm. Now Vivenna is very um, concerned by this because you know for her, like she grew up in a very heavy propaganda like background. Right to right. her, this is like this is the only the only religion she knows, the only world she knows, right? Like, all that stuff. So to her, the idea that somebody. Within, from within her own kingdom, within her own religion, would be like mm-hmm. doing this. It's it's an eye opener for her, right? It's, it's a, almost yeah. like a, a kid who went to homeschool and is now going to college, right? Mm-hmm. There's no homeschool college, at least not yet. Um, <laughs> so the idea that these kids get hit with, like, it's like, oh man, this is what reality is like, right? Um, so it's just, it is. I do I did really like that because she was just like she was so taken aback she she did not mm-hmm. handle it right like it was a like, dose of reality almost mm-hmm. and, I yeah, mean we get that cool. in the real world almost every day growing up yeah so so um having said that though uh, I'm she still doesn't really come to terms with it and I think it's gonna be mm-hmm. a while because it's one of those things that like he had to blend in, right? And when you to move up, the like the power ladder, he's a spy, right? So he had to get right. information, and to get information, you got to move up the power ladder, and to move up okay. the power ladder, you have to have breaths,
1: and you had to do dirty
0: things for it. That's yeah. just the way it so, is. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things I really liked about Rogue One is um, one of the rebels. When you first see him, you know, you see that he like kills one of his his informants because the informant was getting kind of antsy and he was trying to raise an alarm Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, it's too dangerous to be kept alive. Like, is it bad? Yeah, it's bad. You're killing one of your own informants, but at the same time, like, what happens if he gets captured and you get captured? That's it. That's catastrophic for the rebels. Uh, So, it's it's like one of those things that, like, um, the moral dilemma, you know? Right. Nothing's ever just, well, I wouldn't say nothing, but there are several times where you just got to get your hands dirty for the quote unquote, the greater good.
1: Your moral compass shakes a little bit there. Oh yeah. Or it shakes a lot of bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Vivenna's Chuck, <laughs> Yeah. Hers definitely should. Yep. So Especially
1: with the intake of the breath and whatnot.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um, so she gets news that the, uh, that Siri is going to be presented to the court of gods. Oh. I like the way that um, sounds. Yeah, the Court of court Gods. Of gods. <laughs> Chapter fourteen. Uh Light Song starts having a theological <laughs> I love Light Song, Good, He He's awesome. Light yeah, this, Song starts having Yeah, go ahead. This character's I mean, I'm enjoying
1: he, he's just he's like I'm not I mean, what's with this God thing? Like I can't do anything and Blushweaver's trying to coax him in to um being on her side and he's like why like yep. what for it's
0: yep. just it's it's,
1: it's he's just he's causing trouble when he you know
0: for a reason he's very sarcastic too and yeah. i just love that quality in people I, I just love sarcasm um k2so is my favorite character in star wars rogue one just his sarcasm is just, <laughs> too good. yep um so chapter 14. Light Song is having a theological debate with Larimer, um, his priest, and he's trying to undermine his own religion. Uh, Like, bringing up very, you know, dumping questions, right? Like, saying, like, okay, but if this was a true religion, then why are things like this?
1: Uh, Because he's saying if he's a god, mm -hmm. shouldn't he? If he wants it to be sunny, why isn't it sunny?
0: Yeah, exactly. And they have that back and forth. And he says, um, Like, you know, he he might say that he wants it the way that Larimer described it was that Light Song may prefer sunny weather, but he deep down knows and understands that rain is necessary right? to, you know, he rationalizes it. Yeah. So, like, ooh, this is cool. I and I agree with Light Song in the sense of like, you know, well, that's convenient. Right. You can just like explain away everything with that kind of logic. Right. Um, so that that was a cool debate that they had, a good back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. I I hope to God yeah, that Light Song and Larimer don't die because I'd love to see them in the sequel. But now that I, I say agree. That, I'm sure one of them's gonna bite the dust. Right, um, exactly.
1: And then you know, d- during this time, uh, Blush Weaver is trying to get Light Songs, uh, you know, like support.
0: For yeah, this master so,
1: master plan. Everybody mm-hmm. has
0: so Light Song's trying to like get some information out of Blush Weaver, like trying to figure out like what is it that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's relatively obvious that Blush Weaver is pushing for war, but I think it's more we need more, and Light Song as well is looking for more detail than that, right? Like, yeah, okay, yep. he's pushing for war, but through what? Yeah, because he um, keeps asking for his lifeless commands. Yeah, right. Like you, you still need a declaration of war kind of thing, right? Right. Just because you get the troops doesn't mean that. Um, but I guess that's why she needs Light Song. Is controlled a a rather sizable um, number of the the lifeless. So right. I think she needs him for the military, and then she's looking elsewhere for the political political. Part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So. We 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 we
1: tried to figure it out, but I'm gonna tell you probably later on in the book it's probably gonna be like ooh maybe not.
0: Yeah. So Siri is uh, she arrives at the procession, mm-hmm. and um, gods are filing in. Some are late. Um, which <laughs> I guess How can you guess be when a, you're a god? King, be you don't late. have to answer to anybody, right? Like yeah, like, except for the god king. Yeah, which no, I have yet to see that dude command anybody. Right. So, I he, I don't know about him. I, I, it 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 yeah. I have a like
1: the feeling that I have about this character and the way it's explained is almost like you're talking about some something evil. It sounds evil.
0: Yeah, but I think it's intentionally supposed to make us think he's evil. Right. Right. Like always. Like always. Yeah. I'm not falling for it, Brandon. I, I'm just not. Like I refuse. Really mm-hmm. You have me with the first misborn. You're, you're not gonna get me again. Well, you probably will, but you know. I will get you again. Wait, the first misborn. What? What happened? Um, you know, with uh, Lord Ruler being uh, that uh, Roshak was a Lord Ruler. I know. I called it. You okay? Well, I did not. And then I also did not catch the Well of Ascension twist either, where the person they were trying to free, was like they were not supposed to free the thing at the Well of Ascension, right? Right. Yeah, I was like, whoa, uh, yeah, but, you know, what the heck? Yeah. That was Anyways, nice. so yeah, Siri arrives with a procession, and you know, gods are coming in late, um, filing in one by one whenever they feel mm-hmm. like it, between mm-hmm. I mean, jerks, and <laughs> Vivena herself is able to sneak in relatively easily. Um, but that's, I think it's because she doesn't even need to really sneak in. She just has so many breaths. Yeah. What did they say? 500? Something like that. And so I'm still not hundred percent sure about what the, I I understand you have to have like breath. It's like a currency almost. Yeah. You, you consume a breath to cast a spell on something to animate an object. I get that. But then the colors part is where I'm having like a disconnect. Like to my understanding, when you have more breath, colors are a little bit more vibrant to you, and more shades, and then you can, I guess, yeah, right. You like, can so start
1: seeing in sound. Like eventually, I'm pretty sure, like they have sounds too. Like the sounds and the colors coordinate for the magic system too. Because you, when you when you when you breathe into something, you have to speak the words into this object like a command, and yeah. it has to carry that command out. Now. She has 500 breaths, and they let her in quickly. Now, think about what we read at the beginning of the book with Vasher. He had, he stole all of those from Var, and he said he had, what, thousands or something. Like, imagine, yep. imagine how much power he actually has compared to Vivena and how Vivena feels at this point.
0: Yeah, and speaking of Vasher, we're going to get to him here soon. So
1: oh, I hope.
0: Yeah. So anyways, um V, v-, v- God Vivenna spots Siri <laughs> just as Susaborn comes out. And I love that name so much. Susaborn. Susaborn.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm
0: cool He name. floats down. Yeah. Uh, or go, he floats up to his throne, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm too cool to walk, kind of thing. Just And he has apparently a staggering amount of breath.
1: Yeah, he says he was bending color.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, refracting color around him and stuff. I'm pretty sure we're going straight into the chapter 15, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, so, so let's do it. So chapter 15, Susaborn arrives and Siri is shocked that he looks so young. Which, mm-hmm. remember, like, she's been seeing him at night in a dark room and stuff like that, so she doesn't right. get a good, you know, look at him. But, yeah, so I, I'm assuming that when you have these many breaths... um it makes you look younger too. I'm sure that that magic kind of has an effect on you, but we have no confirmation of that yet. Right. Um, so Light Song does eventually kneel reluctantly. Um, <laughs> he's just so, I could just imagine this man just shaking his head as he knelt down. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah, fine, whatever. So, so Siri tries to bring up, um, or she, she ponders on blue fingers is, um, Warning mm-hmm. that he gave earlier about you know things are not as they seem, and that's why like I don't I don't think the God King's a bad guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe
0: he's just like neutral. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Like I'll be honest. Like okay, spoilers for Attack of Titan season three. Um, that king. Hmm. Where you, you thought he was like oh ready to do something and then. He's legit, just a front man. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. This is with Bluefingers or uh, Susie Bourne.
1: Oh, so you think maybe there's others? Okay, all right. All yeah, right. I
0: think there's. I think he's a, like a puppet. Like, but why would he have so many breaths? Is he just a lifeless with a ton of breaths? Maybe he's just been like, what if he's like the Earth King at Bossing Say, right? Where like, yeah, sure he has all the power, <laughs> but he doesn't actually know what's going on, right? That's what I'm... That, that could be it, too. So, anyways, um, Bluefinger says that he doesn't believe in the Holandrian religion, which that caught me off guard. I was like, right. what? Uh, which, I again, like, he said, like, you know, they don't care if you don't believe, right? Like, you right. you yourself don't believe and they're letting you marry their highest head of state. right? Um, so, he... Which, I'm like, okay. That brings up a good point. I thought they'd be, like, a religious, like authoritarian, you know, monarchy, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it freedom of religion, open. apparently. is. Yeah, <laughs> apparently that's a thing, freedom of religion. So, like, good job, Alondred. He, he uh, believes in Poncao? I don't remember the name of the god. Not to think about it. I probably should have kept a note of that. It's
1: Poncao. I think Pon-Kal.
0: it's it. Does he say what he does? Because that could be relevant to the Cosmere.
1: Oh, no, Poncao is where he's from. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yes, Pankaj's where he's from.
0: I I just remembered. I remember that word. Yeah. So, um, so she gets some history from Idris's perspective. Um. Oh wait, no. History from yeah, Idris's Pond perspective.
1: would not it be Pankaj's expected perspective? No, I think.
0: I think this is Siri recalling the history from her perspective. So this is the perspective of the people who were thrown. So Khalad the Usurper, right? He overthrew the royal family. Which Mm -hmm. That's a a cool title, Khalad the Usurper. Usurper. Well, isn't Uh, Serper just
1: pretty much like a high rank? A high ranking, like you're the top of the league, like you're the leader. The Usurper?
0: A usurper, isn't that what a usurper is? I thought usurper, to my understanding, is someone who like, you know, overthrows like uh someone on the throne. Right,
1: but but it's, but technically that means that they're the king. So usurper just means king, because he tend to overthrow the king to become the king.
0: Right. And so she um Anyways, history continue, does huh? go, no, does no. that's a good point because the history does go on to say that that quote-unquote peace-giver, which I guess was the name of one of the gods, he stopped Kalad, but he did not give power back to the royal family. So he, right. he like, Kalad, yes, does overthrow the sitting king, the Adrian royal family. Um, he succeeds in that, but before he can, I guess, get power for himself, peace-giver, I guess, takes it. hmm Right. kind of ironic, peace-giver taking power. I don't know. Um, So... Siri also, so this is where um, the the contrast of personalities, and it, I, I like it right. a lot, where Vivenna, when she looks at Halandra, she looks at, like, you look at these filthy people, you're right. Right, right. Like, all this color. Like, these damned people, right, like, they, they've they turned away from the true religion, blah, 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 and they're, everything that she sees, she finds, it seems like she finds an excuse as to explain away why it's bad. Right. Whereas Siri is just like, you know, I thought these things were bad, but now that I've come to experience it myself, it's actually not that bad. And now she's, right, right to the exactly. point where she's actually really enjoying Halandrin.
1: All right. And um, she was in the previous chapter, she was trying on all the dresses and she just absolutely adored it. And I thought that was yeah. funny.
0: She's yeah. like, I could do it all? Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I, I really like the contrast between the two. And mm-hmm. that's why and I had a feeling then too that. Siri was going to be a better um, fit to be the princess to be sent than Vivenna was. Right. Yeah. So she, um, Vivenna feels someone staring at her, and then she runs away. And I, I'm, I'm almost hundred percent sure that that was Vasher. I could be yeah, wrong, it was. but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. It was. Um. So, Parlin. Um. So while she runs out, Parlin, which is the guy that she was with. Mm-hmm. Uh, tells her that they're discussion they're discussing they're discussing about declaring war war idris, idris yeah. yep so but it's like you know high ranking priests and gods and stuff trying to um i guess political politically maneuver their way into the, uh, a declaration of war right i mean
1: but it seems like when they were talking about who was arguing it talks about the priests were arguing
0: with each other over yes. the gods' views. Right. So, and this is what I came to understand, too, was that there, so there's gods and then there's their own group of priests that kind of, I guess, speak for them. Yep. So that's exactly where chapter 16 kicks off, is that there's an argument going on between each of those priests over whether or not they should start war. And so rumor going around that are returned are less divine than before. And right. Right. I know that this is definitely gonna be a big thing to come back um in a little bit. That that whole thing. I because that rumor had to have started somewhere. Right. And I wonder if Blush Weaver started. Oh, maybe. Maybe that could have been
1: maybe that scares the gods and it's like, okay, we need to take back the royal family. Maybe right.
0: so. So they spied on and and Blush Reviewer was saying that they spied on Vivenna, right, all those years? Mm-hmm. Because they expected her to come. So they have right. no intel in they on don't, Siri. They don't know, you know, what she's like, her personality, so, likes, dislikes, all that stuff. So it scares them. Yeah. Well, you know, you've pl- spent decades, essentially, planning to, you know, for one Manipulate. person to appear. and Yeah, and then, like, all your plans go out the window. But, um, thinks that the Adrian sent Siri on purpose to influence Susaborn, which that could not be further from the truth. Further <laughs> from the truth, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh. Which, that's going to be interesting to see how she reacts based off of that false assumption. Right. And I'm hoping she doesn't find out the truth soon because I really want to see how, you know, like, she's going to try doing a political maneuver. Right. But it's going to be based off wrong Intel. And that's going to have, that could have, I should say, very catastrophic effects. Right. Um, like it could cause Siri to act out in certain ways too. Yeah. Yeah. Because she thinks that Siri, like, you know, Siri is going to act a certain way to something that she does. And the response is completely different. So Mm -hmm. really interesting. Um, so Siri starts finding the halandran perspective of the history, and they think the Idris, the Idrians, were the rebels. Which I was like, "Uh oh, um, what?" I was <laughs> like, "Oh boy, history was gonna told get by dicey. the victor." Oh, for sure, history is told by the victor for sure. And but my, my, I guess the thing would be like, don't don't you want to be the, don't people want to be the rebels, right? Because generally rebels are looked as more positively in the eyes of the people, right? Usually they look at rebels as like the people in my opinion, generally it, the word rebel or a group of rebels carries a connotation that they're rebelling against a oppressive government. No, no, I'm not saying, of course, you know, it, it, it does happen where, you know, rebels are rebelling against, um, the ruling party simply because they themselves want to be the ruling party. So mm-hmm. of course, you know, rebels are not necessarily good just for fate based off the fact that they're rebels. But in this situation, I'm surprised that the Halandrin would, Oh wait, hold on. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I got mixed up. There. I'm surprised that the Halandrin would label the Idris, Idrians as the rebels. When in fact they themselves were the rebels. Well, okay, we don't know the truth yet, but so far we assumed the Idrians or the Halandrians were the rebels. So, you know, I feel like that that would be the a good propaganda piece, right? It's like we rebelled against our ruling party, and you know, with the help of our God, we we liberated all of you. It's I feel like that's better, but right, you know, we'll but see who's right eventually.
1: I know. We'll see how the actual history goes. I bet you it's nothing like we know.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's, it's probably something There's not enough. There's not enough here, though. There's yeah. not enough here to to make a good. But it's assumption. only been twenty years, so it's not been that long. And this isn't like, um, uh, Mistborn, right? Where it was like a thousand years had gone by. I'm sure we should be able to start piecing something together here soon. Siri finds out that um she's being watched at night, which oof. Yeah, for that's. Her? A little weird, yeah. Um, well, she
1: has that. Is this you talking about? We're in seventeen now. This 16. is where she. Oh, we're in sixteen still.
0: Yeah, so this is where she's threatened by Toriel. Oh, that's right. And she's yeah. wait.
1: That's before she talks to Light Song.
0: Yeah, so she's just being threatened by these' right now to like provide an heir or, else or else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Siri uh, starts talking to Light Song at the end here, and he thinks that she's faking the fear. Um, like you know that she's just playing this game, politically yeah. With thinking mm-hmm. yeah. That she's just like pretending to be this scared little mouse, but then he eventually realizes, like, oh, she is. Oh no, she she's gonna get ripped apart. Um, and he feels bad. Yeah, yeah. I like him a good character, man. I like him a lot. So, chapter seventeen, Vivana is leaving the court, and. At this point, she's just worried about war, right? Um, so they return to the hideout, and Denth and Tonkfa are um, searching <laughs> for the spy. In- this is, i love them. Um, they're searching for, I guess, more info on the rest of the spies. I guess. Um, and this—I love. Them. I don't. I still don't like Vivenna, but I like her chapters. So she reads the letters from her dad, right? And right. This is uh, the correspondence between her father and Lemex, the spy um her father knew her father knew about the gold uh, the the breath yeah the, yeah. the money was going to be spent on the breath yeah and i was like okay th- this is gonna shock her right because to her like like okay yeah Lemex was a good man good spy turns out that he maybe wasn't that great but she looks up to her father, and now she's like, uh, maybe he's not so great." Yeah, her reality shattered almost. Yeah, and but the biggest nail in the coffin was when she admitted that he, she that sorry he loved Vivana too much, and he could not send her. So instead, he sent his other daughter, which I was like, "Ooh, jeez." And you know, I think me and you we kind of had that figured out, anyways. We're like, "Yeah, I think he's just making excuses for himself," but absolutely yeah. that's what you do when you do something wrong you make excuses for yourself until of you course. finally confront it yep so and yeah so he does admit that he loves Venna too much and vena is like her reaction was just like oh, was so overwhelmed at first right like you know my father who always told me to do the right thing but now here he is like you know sacrificing one daughter for another
1: for another right?
0: um and then um uh, you know and What's interesting is that she ends up suppressing her emotions. Like like she's thinking about it, she's about to get overwhelmed by it, and then she's like, nope, time to, you know. Yep, she cuts it off. Press it down, yeah. Like just press it all down, which I like. It doesn't right? turn out too well often. <laughs> yeah, it never does. Uh, so I, I like that that was her reaction in the sense that, like, you know, this is all she knows how to do. Mm-hmm. Because her entire culture was, you know, not to be too extravagant not not to have to like you know um don't over exaggerate your emotions trying to keep your emotions repressed and stuff like that no not color to feel too much yeah no color all that stuff all that training is not going to go th- get thrown out of the window just based off one thing but you can definitely right. see that it's being chipped away at this point sure so absolutely i like that um Anyways, uh, Vahar was part of the rebel faction within Halandran, which did, did, I was starting to get confused because I was thinking, I'm like, okay, so if Halandran were the rebels, and remember, you know, in the prologue, we see Vahir was, um, you know, working for the rebels or something like that. I'm like, so does right. that, but, but then later we find that the Halandran were the rebels. I'm like, I'm so confused. So yeah. Apparently, there's a new group of rebels. So there's three Yeah, the, uh, and it depends on who you tack to, uh, who the rebel right. is, right? Every, right. Uh, so Vaher is part of a is a new rebel faction within Halandrin. and so um, Vivenna is now going to head up these uh, rebels. Part three. Um, rebels. <laughs> the, no, so I guess. What would you call them? No, I'm not going down that road. Never mind. <laughs> so, chapter 18. Uh, so, Siri plans on t- uh, standing up to the God King. Well... I, l- I love that title so much. The God King. Like, it's not creative. It's nothing crazy. But it's just... It sounds so epic.
1: I know. But, I, answer my, I answer my cell phone like that now.
0: <laughs> go for the God King. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So... Um, Bluefinger says that they're not watching her, but they're listening. Right. So, yeah, Siri fills Shh. in the blanks about how to do her fool. best. Yeah. How um, to yeah how in to in the situation. Mm-hmm, how to fool by. the people mm-hmm. who are listening to her? Yeah. Try not to provide and an air. Pretty sure it worked. Yeah um <laughs> i love She just you know jumping in noise it's fine i loved Susa susan's reaction like he like recoiled he cocked his head. like what the hell uh he's like what <laughs> what is happening um we also have to remember that she doesn't have clothes on um in th- at this point i think she does have clothes on you sure i think She didn't at first, right? Like, in the first few nights when she would Oh, go. she doesn't strip. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she keeps it on at this point. But, yeah. I think so, so. So, Light Song, he wakes up, and he doesn't want to get out of bed. And, you know, I feel him. There's a lot of times I wake Scoot. up, and I just don't want Scoot to get
1: out of bed. comes in. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, he comes in, and he's arguing again that he's not a god. Which, I, I wonder if that's, like, his... Okay, so okay, theory time. Theory time, right? Lightsong before he died was a god. was a rebel. Like part of Vahar's group, I think. And I think the god that gave up his breath, gave it to Lightsong. I think he feels bad about what they did and he wants to overthrow the gods too. That's my, that's my running theory. Is that Lightsong? He he uh that's why he's like, you know, constantly arguing against the fact that he's a god is because in his previous life, before he became a god, before he died that first time and be- and came back as a return. But we know how he died, though. How'd he die again? Didn't they say a stomach cramp or something? That can't be true, dude. I don't believe that.
1: I don't know. I think it was something stupid like that.
0: Yeah, I, I remember now. Yeah, it was something like lame. Um, that cannot be true. I don't. I don't buy that. What if, what if it wasn't a stomach thing? What if he was poisoned, stabbed, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, okay. What about this? The original god who gave his breath to Light Song, turning him into a god. What if he, you know, started regretting everything that the gods have been doing? So he started working against the gods. Um, and he sta The only way he knows how is he kills Light Song, the human. And then gives his breath to him. Thus killing himself and then giving Light Song, this rebel, a chance. Eh? Eh? Yeah. This could be it. So. This could be uh, uh, it. I just need some more information. Sure, sure. We're, we're not even like, what? I think we're maybe exactly. 20% of the way through the book. So Exactly. Once I can get about,
1: nah, eh, maybe 30%. Maybe
0: 33%. Okay, I'm, I'm holding you to that. Uh, I want to see <laughs> how I hear your theory, Mister. I predicted Voshek was Lord Ruler. Uh, I got lucky. I got lucky. So, anyways, um, chapter nineteen. Uh, Vivenna and um, you know the 2 mercs, Merks—they're leaving <laughs> the house. <laughs> the mercs. Yeah, they—they uh, they tell her that Lemix's body will be burned because they can't really give him a proper burial, right? Um, right. So his body will be burned. They're gonna abandon the the house and someone's going to come in and, you know, it's going to become repossessed by the government, I guess, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um, so Denth is recommending that they get VAR's fing, uh, fringe rebel group um, to try and stir up trouble. Uh, they want to attack the lifeless cache, like, you know, right. the, the necromancer soldiers just attacked that. And they also want to disrupt the food lines. Um, just like, you know, generic spy stuff yeah try and slow down the enemy sabotage yeah exactly sabotage so um vivenda is kind of against this because Mm -hmm. again to her i don't think she understands like you know you want to do all this stuff but then you don't understand you're looking at it from the big picture but on the ground on the boots like you know boots on the ground action that is bloody. It's dirty. Yep. It's not clean, right? People die from this stuff, right? When you disrupt food lines, what do you think happens? People starve. People suffer. You know, when you when you get the Vahers, um rebel groups to stir up trouble, and you know, attack places, people are going to die. Innocent people are going to die. Absolutely, like the, close I, people close to
1: you will die too.
0: Yeah, and and, and, I, and I feel like. Uh, what's her face? Vivenna has this idea that, like, oh, you know, we can do all this stuff without getting anybody hurt. Like, that's incredibly naive. Right. Incredibly naive. Um, So, yeah, she's just... I am starting to like her character a bit more in the sense that, like, you know, I like the character itself. The idea of, like, you know, this naive little girl who has... who's very idealistic and thinks that, like, you know, oh, I'll just sign this petition and empires will fall. <laughs> right. So, she knows nothing. Yeah. Um so Jules comes in with the lifeless soldier. Jules is another member of Dense um clan. Yeah. Their little trio. Um so Jules that lifeless soldier, like that scared the crap out of me. I was like, "Oh man, they when I in the sense of like I thought that they were found. Out, right, right, so and they were hot. about to be captured, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was Jules. Um, and Vivenna wants to get rid of the lifeless, and at this point, Dents just gets kind of sick and tired of her. And he's just like, Listen, you want to do how you, uh, whatever it is you want to do, but the way we do it, we do it my way you know, exactly. You, right? So, like, you don't want to get your fingers dirty, you don't want to keep the lifeless around, you don't want to use utilize any breaths and stuff like that. Like, stop. You need to you need to either pretty much woman up or go home. Yeah, like we'll pay you back for the remainder of the time, right? Like the payment, you know. For if we have twenty days left, we'll pay you back for the twenty days. But um, we're not we're working this our way kind of thing. So right. Um. So yeah, her and Dan's kind of get into a religious argument, and he's just like, I don't really care either way. You know, like it makes absolutely no difference to me, but. You know, I think this is at the point where he says something like um, if a sword was used to kill, you know, or capture slaves, for example, are you then not going to use that same sword against slave captures, right? Like, if you get a hold of that sword, you're just not going to use it. Like, use your, and I, and I get it, right? You use the tools to, at your disposal, and you. I understand that, like, sometimes you don't want to do something because it feels like wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It feels wrong, right? Like, I don't want to use this gun that was used to kill so many innocent people. It's like, okay, I get that, but I'm not saying to enjoy it. I'm not saying to...
1: You gotta do what you gotta do to survive. Yeah,
0: right, exactly. So, again, it, it just shows her naiveness. Na- naive? Is that is that a word, or is it naivety? I don't know. I um, um, know. Naivety. Naivety, yeah, that's about that. So... um. Apparently Vasher is coming, um, and Denth hates Vasher because he, Vasher killed one of Denth's friends. And I am—I want to see—I want to see an anime of their sword fight. Oh, that I don't know, man. That's not fair. The, the, I feel like the fights in uh, in Warbreaker are going to be really good. I don't know. I don't think Vash I don't think they're going
1: to fight Vasher. I think Vasher's going to be kind of out of the way, almost.
0: Let me dream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. I don't think they're ever going to end up actually fighting, but I do think Vasher is going to end up fighting somebody. There's no way you have a talking sword, and then you don't use it. He's going to have to fight. I bet he fights the God King. You think? I don't think he will. I still don't think uh, Susaborn is a bad guy. Just because you're a bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy. Um, eh. uh, that's a for anyone listening. That's a uh, that's a moment from uh, or a line I should say from uh, Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. I haven't seen that movie. It's a, it's a cute little movie. My kids love it.
1: I oh, know you got kiddos. I don't. But anyways.
0: But yeah. Um,
1: I mean, so, in this
0: in this chapter,
1: I mean, Vivina is. I mean, Vivina knows now that that guy was Vasher at the court of the gods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, she thinks that she's coming. Think he's coming after her. Yeah. Which is probably very scary for her at this point in time. She's also pr- pretty, you know. I want to say she's like
0: she's already motion emotionally distressed. Yeah, she. and she, this she, is going to make it even worse I have a feeling that she's it, she's not getting enough time to really process everything which mm-hmm. having said that she's not exactly letting herself process she's kind of right. just like oh okay well that happened deal with it later not moving on right. so yeah um yeah uh, that about does it from us for that episode that was chapters thirteen through nineteen, and next time we'll be covering chapters twenty. Oh and 27. yeah! Nothing stopped this train, boys. How many chapters are there in this total? Because let's see. Oh wow, there are. That's into epilogue. There's fifty eight chapters. Okay.
1: Anyway. Oh.
0: We're we're almost halfway. My that's chapter good. Number. So we're good. Uh, no, I. I'm
1: I'm enjoying the book. I just I want to before I really dive into you know making predictions. I want to I want a little bit more information and then I can finally come to a educated, almost an educated guess.
0: When it comes to books, I'm awful at predictions, so I just start <laughs> throwing out predictions as early as like chapter one. So
1: yeah, that's good though, because then you can do that and then I'll make some later on, and then we can kind of mesh. And eventually it'll probably fair. be somewhere in the middle. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Well, like Alrighty. I said, that'll that'll be it from us for that. And um thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you all next time.
1: Bye bye.